Welcome to Run It Straight, show for bold takes on U.S. Major League Rugby action. We are here for episode two. Joining me tonight, Aaron Schramm and Jay, uh, Jason Harris Wright. Lads, how are we doing? Like good and you, Robo. Yeah, good guys. Thanks for thanks for having us on again. That's uh, all good. Looking forward to looking forward to chatting again. Yeah. No guest tonight. We've got a pretty funny one lined up for next week. We'll uh, just tease it for now. But he's uh, been a teammate of all of ours, and uh, he's still playing in the league. So if you can guess it, just uh, submit a comment on Instagram, and I'll tell you if you got it or not. But anyway, should be good. He's, gar- he's, he's guaranteed to have a few funny stories. Anyway, whether yeah. whether they're whether whether they're all true or not is another <laughs> thing. But um, he's definitely definitely going to have some stories. Yeah, it should be should be some good fun. So make sure to tune in for next week. <laughs> As for this past week, though, let's dive right in. I've heard a dirty, dirty rumor. We know that San Diego is moving back to San Diego from Las Vegas. The hangover is over. <laughs> They've said that they're going to be making a high-profile signing. I've heard from one source on the team, Ma Nanu is returning. Yeah, thoughts. I mean, really? Yeah, that is really that would be huge oh. for San Diego if he did return. Um, I, th- I, I, I cannot believe Maranano would would return at this stage in the game. Surely he's under contract still in France. Like, he, he's in Toulon, is he at the moment? Is it Toulon? Yeah. I think I think so. Yeah, I mean, he did. Yeah. Get, uh, did he get a red card the other week for something in European? Maybe, maybe the man wants a green card. Who knows? Oh, he actually. Um, he, I think he was, he, he was, yeah, that was before the European Cup because he was about to miss it. But then they actually never played. They were meant to play Leinster, but they never played because they had a COVID case. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, but yeah, I think he was, I think he was actually due to miss it anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, so. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, if he, if he does come back, I don't know where they're going to get the money for him from. Like, yeah. I don't know where they get the money from. They probably need someone like him, to be fair. Um, they've obviously dropped off a lot since last year, so he'd be he'd be he's he's a bit of a freak. He's what is he thirty eight and he's still going strong, but it looks of it. Um, yeah. Another uh, another another potential superstar that that they're uh, talking about getting back as well. Uh, a guy we know well, Victor Com- Comptat. <laughs> <laughs> also from the from the words of. <laughs> A very reliable source. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I've heard that from two sources. I mean, we'll, we'll see if that actually plays out. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But uh, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get across that. I mean, I it was one thing that I was look, very much looking forward to last year was being able to play against San Diego and going up against the likes of Ma. Um, you know, you you don't get to kind of as it were brush shoulders with these types of players, at least in the American ranks, uh, so much. But I mean, he definitely would have been the the most high profile player I would have played against had I had that opportunity. Um, what what about for you, lads? What's what's who's probably the best player that you've played against uh, in all your playing days, so to speak? Either either one of you. Um, yeah. So I mean, geez, that's a very tough one. Um, played against um, a few very tough individuals, uh, the likes of R.G. Snyman, um it was obviously a lock for the Springboks. Um, just a very tough physical player. You know, you could pass the ball, he would hit you, and you know he was going to say something to you on the ground or fucking give you an elbow, you know, at least. 
Um, so he was always a, a big challenge. Um, you know, guys like Thomas Detoy, uh, also big man, fucking hard ball carrier. Um, and there's so many, but I'll definitely say those two are, are up there. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to pinpoint one. Um, I do remember probably the toughest game I've ever played in um, was actually against the South Africa under 19s. I think, I don't know what, they were just absolute monsters. We played them. And even like for the next, whatever, 10, 12 years, like playing professional, I probably never had a harder game than, than, than that one. Who was I that with, like, We just... That was with Ireland 19s. Mm-hmm. We played them up in Belfast in the World Cup. And they were just so, so they were about 20 kilos a man heavier than we were. And like, I remember just running into guys. And like, you are you were just going like, if, if I don't get smashed back here, I'm actually doing well. If I can just like be stopped dead. If I can be stopped dead here, this is a good result. It was it was one of the, the least enjoyable games I've played in. So probably, I'll probably just give it to all the South Africans because they're all monsters. And uh, probably all, 90% of them are full of juice and steroids. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> good old vitamin S, man. It's just built on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 What happens? It doesn't happen. Doesn't happen to us when we eat some built packed on. So. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably uh, someone. I guess to keep it, keep it uh, local with the league. Uh, probably one of the one of the best guys that I played with um, that probably played in the MLR as well. Um, uh, Mills Molina, he when when he came to Connacht, but um, some his knowledge and uh, it, it just like how he saw the game and things like that was was um, was 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 pretty incredible. Um, and probably more important than that, even uh, unbelievable fella, really uh, really cared for the young guys, really looked out, really looked after them. Um, you know, he used to. I remember even one time. Um, I won't mention names, but he, a young guy, was having a bit of contract trouble. Um, and he stepped in and and uh, helped him help him sort it and get his contract sorted. So someone that had gone through a big injury and stuff. So big big things like that, and he did it all behind the closed doors and stuff. Real, real good fella. Um, and obviously a bit of a legend of the game. Yeah, yeah, I played against Mills. It was the first year of pro rugby here in the US for. Pro Rugby USA or whatever the hell the league was called um, but yeah he played for San Francisco when I was playing for Sacramento I remember he was we played against him in the last last match of the season or I think it was the last match of the se- yeah last match of the season I just remember I, I tackled him once and I just remember saying wow. I can talk <laughs> shit Holy shit, I've just tackled a normal guy. You know? <laughs> Don't lie, Rob. You tried to tackle him. Uh, man, he may have fell and fallen over, but I fell on top of him. But he, um, yeah, he was he was he was he had a pretty bad injury when he came to Connacht. He had he had a bad I think it was a tricep tricep uh, injury where like he, he was he was you know, big guy and, and like pretty muscly and stuff, but he, he just had like basically had lost a lot of function in, in one of his arms. Um, so he, he was, uh, he struggled a good bit with that. He was, he was like, um, he was a bit like, you know, remember the Simpsons episode of Homer Simpson when he's, when he's doing the arm wrestling and he has one massive arm and one small arm. I was kind of, <laughs> kind of like that where, you know, where he had uh, obviously one massive arm and, and one smaller arm. So yeah, uh, top fella. Who's the best player you've played with? Best player I've played with? Yeah. Like oh, high, high profile name. Well, um, again, Thomas Detoy, um, 
he's definitely up there playing for Barbarians when he was 19, which is an incredible feat on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just caliber of player also on and off the field. I mean, he's a 130 kg man, but off the field, he's like a teddy bear. Um, yeah. Has a huge heart, you know, willing to help anyone. Um, so, I mean, on and, on and off the field, I'd say Thomas Atoy is definitely yeah. uh, one of the best guys I've been around. Biggest profile guys I've played with. Uh, for that Sacramento team, I played with Mirko Bergamasco. He, played, he represented Italy quite a few times. But then, uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> biggest biggest name. Uh, Bergamasco, is that the man who would play flank and wing? No, no, no. And scrum half. And scrum half. No, no. So and scrum half. His, his, <laughs> his brother was the one who did the infamous pass that went all the, you know, all over uh, the place. Okay. The, Mirko, the world's worst scrum half. The world's worst yeah. scrum half. <laughs> yeah, Mirko was pretty decent on the wing. He was he was pretty flash. I'll give him that. But, was, he um, the one with the, was he the one with the kind of blonde highlights in the hair? Is that him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's yeah, the look I you're going for, Rob, now. Yeah, yeah. well... <laughs> Is that why you got blonde streaks in your hair? <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's all from the sun, man. It's all from the sun. He's Bergen Masco's fanboy. Yeah, this is, this is great chat, considering we're on a podcast, which is an audio <laughs> format. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at Rob's hair. Yeah, all right. But, uh, <laughs> man, the, big, the biggest one we've actually played with is a Osei Kalinisau. I mean, oh, in, man. In, in in all reality, I mean, he's. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of what he's doing now. He's got that shoe line coming out. What he? Um, uh, I'll say his class. He's pure pure class. Yeah, just is unreal. Yeah, he's got his own boot line. He's on a seven dollar bow. I mean, what more can the man do? He's won an Olympic gold medal, Fiji's first medal. Man, the list goes on. That is incredible. If I was on, if I was on a seven dollar bill, I'd just be, I'd just have a load of notes and I'd just be throwing them around, flicking them around. <laughs> Man, literally. Yeah, absolutely legend. Yeah, yeah. Now we'll look at the results from last week in week three of MLR action. In the first match of the weekend, we had the Utah Warriors traveling to the New England Free Jacks. Scoreline was 22-21 to New England, but it wasn't really indicative of how much New England had dominated that match. For me, they were clinical on defense. They kept coming up. Uh, I think they brought in the new fullback or fly half, the Kiwi lad, who looked like he had a toupee on uh, for the haircut. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he, he, he slotting the kicks. He was doing well. And they they dominated all facets of the game right there. Um, they, they really showed well. For, for me, their defense is going to be their bread and butter. And then, uh, yeah, Aaron, you got a few words about Utah. Um, you know, I must disagree with you a bit there. I think if Utah uh, could have had a better first half, I think they would have pulled through that game. Um, Utah, a great side. I mean, their backs are unreal. Uh, their forwards could be a bit more dominant. But, um, you know, they've got some big boys in their backs. Like I said, uh, I must mention Tyler Fisher, the big 110, 115 kg center. You know, um, you don't want that boy running at you. Uh, Whippy had a great game, uh, scored a great try. Uh, Hagen Shorty, same thing. Um, and yeah, all around, I just think if they tighten up a bit, they'll, they'll cause teams a lot of problems. 
Yeah, I think their the loose ball play is, is really good. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's going to be an exciting team to watch going forward. Uh, in the second match of the weekend, we had the Toronto Arrows visiting Old Glory DC. Toronto came away with the win 40 points to 19. I will be the first one to put my hand up and say, called out Toronto, said they looked like shit. The week before they did, my God, the defense that came out there, their fitness, and then I think uh, the key addition of having Tuchelet back there at 15. They're gonna they, must have, they, they must have listened to you, Rob. They must have jumped on this yep. and listened to the podcast and said, geez, we need to get our finger out for Rob. I can, I can tell you now. I can, see, I, I can see where we got our geolocations for podcast listens, and we had zero for Canada, so I think we're okay on that. But, uh, yeah, man, yeah, because no, they uh, listened to it when they were in Old Glory. That's why. No, probably, probably. They're, yeah, they're all in the US. All, all seven listens came from that team. But um, no, they've. Uh, for me, strong defense, uh, great work off the ball, letting their back three just just play. That's that's the main thing for me. DC had a lot of questions though, didn't they, Jay? Yeah, um, I think obviously they've been pretty good up to now. Um, they probably probably similar to the previous week that they, they, they seem to let teams get a good start against them. Um, and yeah, Toronto, you know, were, were were very clinical when they they took their opportunities. You know, I think DC probably dominated possession and territory and things like that. But but. Um, Toronto just kind of got some key turnovers at, at, at crucial times and built up a bit of a lead. And then, you know, in the second half, it looked like they just said to DC, let's, let's, you know, let's see what you can do. Play, play at us and we'll just defend. Um, and yeah, Old Glory looked a little bit uh, frantic, I guess, when they were chasing the lead. Um, you know, so um, yeah, shout out to a few of our mates, uh, Jama and Threats, got a, got a good try each. So, um, yeah, a bit disappointing for DC, but I'm sure they'll bounce back. In the third matchup of the weekend, we had San Diego visiting Atlanta, and Atlanta came away winners 41 points to 22. Pretty good showing by the young Atlanta side, Aaron. Yeah, um, you know, San Diego looked a bit tired, uh, and Atlanta definitely took advantage of that. Uh, they were quicker on the park. Uh, like I said before, they're a very young side with a very quick nine, quick ruck speed. Um, so I just don't think San Diego could keep up with that. Uh, I don't know if it was their uh, fitness or what it is really, but um, yeah, uh, Atlanta really capitalized and got a great win. Yeah, I think looking at what San Diego is doing, they had a good start to begin with. They're, they're constantly getting good go-forward ball from Samu Ching. Nobody seems to want to tackle him. Stick, stick with what works. But for me, the fitness let them down. They're disorganized uh, with their ruck defense getting around. You know, with the ruck speed from Atlanta, they were able to take advantage of that. They have really got to get back to basics and start playing sound defensive rugby. You can't be just good on one end. They had some good set piece plays. You got to be able to shut teams down. Giving up 41 points, that is just not cutting it. In the final or in the final match of the weekend, we had the Houston Sabercats visiting the Austin Gilgronies. The Gilgronies came away with 26 points. Houston for the second weekend in a row. Zero. You said nothing on the scoreboard. Wow. Any anything any notes on uh, how well Austin did on that one, Aaron? Um yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Um 
Austin really showed uh, Houston who the king of Texas is. Um, you know, they just played a lot better than they have been in the past two weeks. Um, I would like to give a special mention to Roderick Waters. Uh, he had a great try against Houston, his old team. Yeah, definitely echo that. Uh, like that, uh, Aaron, he probably didn't get much opportunity in Houston, uh, but I always thought he was a real nice fella. Always tried really, really hard. You know, he wanted to get better, and uh, um, it's a bit of a success story for him. It's great to see him uh, Great to see him going so well in, in, in Austin. Um, yeah, I'm sure it was a nice one to score against Houston as well. Yeah, I think he's, he's done well considering... Uh, having him get into a full-time professional environment has done wonders for him. I know he was kind of on, on the brink when he was at Houston with us, but when Austin picked him up, obviously being able to train, practice, commit to this as a profession full-time, you know, they're reaping the benefits of that uh, investment, so to speak. For me, Houston, they just flat out weren't good enough. Uh, and that's easy to say when you haven't scored any points. But, you know, the untimely penalties – um, not getting good go forward ball passes were going behind the man and then you know at, at, at set piece on, on on defense if you know a mall's coming there's a couple of different ways that you can go and defend it you know they're gonna have to really go back to the drawing drawing board on that one and when work yeah. on that mall defense because anybody that sees him now that's what they're gonna go for kick to the corner mall him in, and just I mean go from there another thing so. for Houston uh, you know I've heard a lot of people saying that they're fine. They just can't finish. Uh, however, you know, that's part of rugby. You need to finish to do well. And, uh, you know, Houston has got to hopefully show us next week that they can finish. Yeah, for me, Houston is is battling injuries hard. Uh, Devet Roos out for the season with an ACL. You're missing that player at nine. I think back to the the one of the best players that we had in Houston was was Santi Arata, and and they let him go, and he's playing in France. And I thought, you know, he was a big. <laughs> I mean, he was a huge upgrade from who we were playing with. Uh, Little Toad. Toad, yeah, Murphy <laughs> at the time. <laughs> oh, Toad, Toad would be raging. Oh uh, yeah, well, man. I mean, I remember when he first showed up. I thought, is this guy a hooker or a prop? Or <laughs> yeah. no, he's Toad a, he's a scumbag. Matt, he's uh, <laughs> he's he's doing the financial advising. <laughs> Finances, yeah, he's Finances. Doing, he's trying to That's manage funny. money. That's funny. I've actually got a story. Um, <laughs> Jay, I don't know if you remember this one, Rob. Or so. um, I know you were tied down by Hillary at the time, so you weren't allowed out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jay, I think it was on your first night there actually, and. Uh, I think it was myself, you, Charlie Connolly, and Toad. We all went out on the piss. Uh, had a great night. Uh, <laughs> Charlie's bank account wasn't working for some reason. So he had gotten paid his salary uh, in cash straight from Marty. Uh, you know, and I think Charlie wanted to impress a woman a bit, take out his thick wad of cash, you know, show it off at the <laughs> bar. <laughs> anyway, uh, we get home. Charlie looks in his wallet. And the fucking money's gone. And not a small amount of money completely disappeared. So I was myself, Jay, and Toad were the only other people there. His wallet was still there, but the money in his wallet was gone. Uh, we were all at the house together. Toad disappeared somewhere. Came back on the Monday, I think, with a new fucking watch, new wallet, new, Rolex, new shoes. New, lo- <laughs> new, yeah, new Rolex. 
fucking and he was like, horse miles. He was like, yeah, mate, I swear I didn't steal it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most, the most fucking South London accent you've ever heard. Oh, um, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, poor old Charlie. He he only he'd only arrived as well briefly, hadn't he? And he he, um, he was living on beans and toast for the next two weeks, I think. <laughs> Toad was living it up. Toad was living it up in the in Michelin star restaurants in Houston. <laughs> yeah. Oh so yeah, so so any any lads out there that, that want some sound financial advice, hit up Toad. He'll uh, he'll look after your money for you. You'll never see it again. <laughs> we'll give him uh, we'll give him a shout out, Toad. We hope you're keeping well. Yeah, so drop your drop your number for people that want your finances on the Instagram group. Yeah, or the uh, Instagram. No, you you have you have to sponsor us in order for you to get that kind of publicity from us. <laughs> from, from our from our fifteen followers. Yeah, I, I, This one, I'm just going to call out the teams. Just give me the lineups, uh, the who who you're going for in this, and then afterwards we'll do our call outs for the league. And the first matchup of the weekend, it's a double header in New Orleans. Toronto is hosting as a home team the LA Giltinis. Who have you got, boys? Trey, uh, LA for me. I think uh, Toronto will go pretty well, but I think LA just too strong for them. Yeah, um, I think I'll follow Jay and go with LA. Uh, obviously, being the team in the tournament so far, so can't pick against him. Yep, I'll go LA as well for three of us on that one. Uh, next match would be Nola hosting Austin. Go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Nola again on that one. I think they'll be too strong. Yeah, uh, also Nola for me. Uh, I think they'll win it quite easily. Yeah, for me, I've got to go Nola as well. They put up a very good score against New York. And uh, Austin, albeit they, they did beat Houston, but it's a pretty weak Houston team. The next match, Houston is hosting San Diego. Two of the bottom place teams in the West. Who have you got, Jay? Yeah, I, listen, I'd love to be wrong on this one, um, but I'm going to go with San Diego. I think um, probably a big backlash on both, but I think San Diego will be probably too strong at the moment. Yeah, um, I think if Houston could beat any team at the moment, it would be San Diego. However, um, I can't back the Sabercats after two weeks of no points, uh, so I'm backing San Diego. I'll back San Diego as well until they can prove otherwise, uh, you know. Houston have got a lot of lot of show out there. I think we're all gonna. Is this gonna be a clean sheet all the way through? Uh, we have Utah playing host to Seattle. What have we got Jay? Um, I'm gonna go with um, yeah, probably Utah. Realistically, um, the, the, which seems strange to say as as Seattle are probably notoriously a lot better. But uh, yeah, I'll go with Utah. They're playing pretty well at the moment. Yeah, I have to agree with you there, Jay. Again, uh, like I said, Utah, one of my favorite teams in the tournament. So, um, yeah, I'm going with Utah. 
I'd, I'd, and, and last season I would have gone differently, but for me it's Utah again. Last match of the weekend on Sunday, we have Atlanta hosting Rugby United New York. Jay, who have you got? Um, I'm going to mix it up a bit on this one. Um, probably Atlanta are probably favourites, uh, playing some good stuff, but I'm going to throw a spanner in, in, in the works and go with New York on this one just to mix it up. Um, I think they came off a bye, bye week. Um, yeah, they need a big performance, so I'm going to give it a give a shout-out to the away team there. Yeah, um, I'll go opposite there. I think Atlanta... I think they're just going to speed New York up like they did to San Diego. I don't think New York will be able to keep up with that. Um, so that's why I am going with Atlanta. I'll back you on that one as well. I think Atlanta, I've had this match penciled all year. Um, Atlanta's going to cause some problems in New York. I think I think New York's going to be bottom of the East at the moment. Um, just after this week's results. Uh, any specific call-outs uh, for these matchups this past weekend? For me, um, Mark O'Keefe played very well for Atlanta. He's playing on the wing. Used to be with New York. Oh, yeah. I'm Irish expecting him. Yeah, I'm expecting a big match from him. I think at least a try, maybe two. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to go out with something to prove for this match. Uh Probably for me, uh, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Jake Turnbull, with uh, with Austin. Um, he uh, he's been he's been back home in Australia, trying to get his rig out all summer. So he's been uh, <laughs> he's been trying to show us how good condition he's in. So looking forward to seeing a big performance, whether it's starting or or off the bench. So big impact from him. Um, yeah, for me, um, it's not a specific player. It's going to be a whole team. Um, I'm calling out all the Houston lads just to get a point on the board. Uh, come on, lads. I think you deserve it to yourselves and to your fans. Play for the boys, as they'd say. Well, that's going to be it for week two of Run It Straight. Hope you enjoyed it. Drop us a comment. Give us a like. Find us on any platform for podcasts. And uh, stay tuned in for next week. We've got a great guest coming on. Hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Cheers.